This is the Agent Mind Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Agent Mind Podcast. I'm your host, TJ McGraw. I'm an active investor and real estate agent, and I'm on a quest to define the perfect mindset in order to build wealth and live within your passions. The purpose of this show is to document and share all the great conversations I'm having with people who are much smarter than me. That includes successful people from all across many professions, but each conversation is had through the lens of a real estate professional. Thanks for joining me on the journey. Now, if you enjoy what we're doing here, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and check out the website, theagentmind.com. You'll find there a blog, videos, you can schedule a call with me, sign up for newsletters, get notification about the show and events. But before we dig into the show, I have a question. How would you like to free up more of your time? Hand off those mundane admin tasks that slow you down so you can focus on the things that really drive revenue and put more money in your pocket. Well, Reva Global Virtual Assistants can do that for you. All their skilled assistants specialize in helping real estate professionals with hundreds of tasks. Stop trying to do it all yourself. Have a virtual assistant do it for you. Check out Rio Global Virtual Assistance by heading over to theagentmind.com and click the link, learn more about virtual assistants. Let's get into the show. We've got a very special guest on the show today. Definitely very special to me. Um, I've known Neil Mathwick since before I got my real estate license as I binged on his podcast episodes. Um, he has been my coach for a few years now and certainly um, live in the dream as he has now uh, kind of stepped away from production, gotten into full-time coaching, um, which, is, which is great. He has such a servant heart and he's, he's helped so many agents um, you know, find their groove and find their breakthrough. Um, now I call him the rambling family man because he has uh, sold his, all of his stuff, his house, his rental properties, and has moved into an RV with his family and he's traveling the country in order to connect with more agents and connect with it with the agents that uh, have been following him for a long time so really special guy today without further ado here's neil mathwick hey everybody today i have a very special guest uh someone who's been a mentor to me and countless others um he's arguably the best real estate coach out there because he's been in the trenches and he understands what we do day in and day out uh, and he certainly figured it out. So uh, here he is from the famed Agent Rise Coaching, Neil Mathwig. Neil, how are you? Awesome, TJ. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I'm just so excited for you and this podcast and everything you got going, man. And, and it's really awesome because I got to see it all happen right before my eyes. And, uh, and, and so it's exciting to see you step into this arena and go. And I'm excited for you, man. <laughs> thanks, Neil. I, I appreciate that. And thanks for being on today for sure. Um, I guess let's just dig right into it. So give, give us a little, uh, a little backstory kind of, um, maybe briefly how you got into real estate and then, you know, fast forward till up to today. You bet. You bet. Yeah. So I've been, I've been an agent for 19 years and I still remember the, the day I was the new kid on the block and the, the young guy in the office, I was 23 years old when I started and, uh, I was, I, I, I loved selling real estate. I loved what I was doing. I, I mean, we had some amazing years and I've sold over a thousand homes in, in my, in my, in my days. Uh, in about 2014, I started to burn out. I, I really uh, was, I was at this place where I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much. And, and my mind was just full of, I was just full of 
anxiety. My whole body was just riddled with anxiety. And I was really, really close to burning out. Uh, and then I started um, getting asked to go on stage and I was asked to, to share what I was doing because I was doing business differently. And, and this just sparked an interest in my life to, to be like, I, I want to do this. I want to coach. I want to be on stage. Like, this is exciting. So in 2015, I was asked to be the CEO of a, a small brokerage firm in Madison uh, called Realty Executives Cooper Spranzi. And we grew that company from 22 agents when I walked in and there was 80 agents when I resigned three years later. And so we tripled the size of the company in, in two and a half, three years. And, and in that time, I built uh, a coaching program. I built uh, what, what is now called Agent Rise. And it was all about helping agents that were new and that were stuck. This was the agents that we really felt needed the most help. And I, I designed the program with this, this thought that agents need to have a clear plan that's congruent to them, not somebody else, not, not somebody else's plan, but their plan. And then I need to help them stay consistent until they break through. And so it was just this real simple concept, but uh, it, it brought us into uh, helping agents form a three-pillar plan. It brought us into helping agents uh, follow 10 steps to build out their plan. And then along the way, you have all of these limiting beliefs and all of these things that are preventing you from actually doing the work. And that's ever going. We're always documenting people's breakthroughs. To, to see what it was that really helped them get to the next level. And I get, I'm so fortunate that I get to see agent after agent after agent breaking through. And because of that, it's like, okay, how did you do that? So that we can help others do the exact same thing. And so it's been really, really exciting for the last, you know, uh, three years is when we went public with Agent Rise and uh, to watch uh, agents after agent break through um, and helping more do it every single day. So. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. I, I can attest to it because I've uh, I've watched you work, so it's it's definitely um. Yeah, you've been along for the journey, man. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've uh, I've benefited uh, from your coaching immensely, um, and I know that there's there's hundreds of others that have benefited as well. So that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. You're you're kind of a student of how agents operate and how they think. So since you've worked with so many agents, like what are what are the patterns you see? And, you know, what were some of the, um, you know, the, the caution signs, perhaps that that agents run into before they get burnt out or, or get stuck? Or yeah, can't get started. I think one of the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many limiting beliefs that we can talk about. Um, I think some of the most common ones would is the comparison game where we fall trapped to comparing ourselves to other agents and we we are all and then what that leads us to is always trying to figure out what's the best thing to do and that gives us the shiny object syndrome and then that leads us to floundering and so it all starts with we, we don't stop looking for how to grow our business we don't simplify and amplify we just constantly keep stacking things onto our businesses and I think that once we get an agent to understand the power of simplifying and amplifying, meaning they've got a three pillar plan that is theirs, that feels right to them. And, and now we can get them to stay consistent. And the other big word in, in this is, is believing in, in this, right? Believing in their plan. I'm going to believe in their plan long before they are, but when we can get them to believe in their plan, then that's when they break through. Yeah. And, and, it's interesting you said that because I, I think it was on another 
podcast. Um, I forget who I was talking to, but I did say I was referring to you and I said, I borrowed the confidence that you had in me and I used it till I got the confidence yeah. in, in, of myself. So that's, that's great. I mean, that's, that's, you can't put a price tag on that for sure. Um, right. So right. as the, and to add to that too, that to add to that really quick too, confidence is a muscle right? It's, it's something that you don't either have or don't, it's not either something that you have or don't have. It's something that you can strengthen. Right. Yeah. And so definitely. like I've seen you borrow confidence, but I've also seen you grow in confidence. I mean, let's even go back to just, just, just a couple months ago when I asked you to be on my podcast and, mm-hmm. and you were like, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I've only, I've only done this. I've only done that. I, I don't know if I, if I'm really there. And then not only did you get on the show, but then you dropped like five draw droppers. I mean, like you were just <laughs> dropping nuggets left and right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't, what if we wouldn't have done this show? Like, what if we, what yeah. if we didn't break through right there and didn't even do this show? Like all of this knowledge that you have would, would just still be, you'd be, you'd be dying with your art, man. <laughs> like it, you'd be going away with it. Man. There was so much wisdom there. And then now it's launched you into doing a podcast. It's like, it's just, yeah. It's so, yeah, it was so definitely, awesome, man. I, yeah, I would have to say, um, you know, because I'm all about vulnerability and 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 getting and putting yourself out there now, especially. Um, so if I hadn't have done been a guest on your podcast, um, it certainly wouldn't have given me the confidence to, in the and the clarity to kind of really move forward with with the agent mind and and what I'm trying to do here. So, so it's that's great. I mean, um, yes, yeah. Back to back to agents. Um, so the, the, the patterns that they, that they fall into, like, what are, what are some of the most common, um, I know that limiting beliefs is certainly one, but kind of get, get into that a little bit and, and tell us what some of the, the, yeah. the most common pitfalls. Yeah. Um, not knowing what to do every single day, right. Or, or, or having a consistent schedule. I think we, we, we like the idea of time blocking, but a lot of us can't stick to that. And so we've come up with day blocking, right? Where we're going to work on certain things on certain days. And those, those day blockers help agents that have a plan, right? You first got to have a plan before you're going to day block. So once they have a plan, day blocking then puts it into a light where they can, they can work towards that consistency. And so day blocking has been a big game changer. Um, other limiting beliefs that I see stand in the way of agents is, is uh, disease to please is a, is a very common one where they get so riddled with fear of how I can't, I can't mail my sphere of influence a letter and ask them for help because what if I get rejection? What if I, what if they list with somebody else? Uh, I would rather just not work with my sphere and I would rather just get a bunch of cold leads and, and cause I could handle rejection from them better than, than from somebody that I, that I already know. And what this comes down to is, is just a lack of, uh, of identity and really who you are and, and you, you allow somebody else to determine who you are. And when you do that, you, you find yourself trying to please them, trying to, to earn uh, their, their, their trust, their business and, and all of that. And it gets you, it, it, it puts you into a spiral where you lack confidence. You, you find yourself not putting yourself out there because you're so fear, fearful of rejection and you find yourself wandering. 
And as soon as I can get an agent to understand that they are who they are, like I believe that I'm the son of a living king and, and that my identity rests in that. And I don't need, I already know who my provider is. Like God is going to provide for me. And if, and if they don't want to support me and they don't want to use me as their agent, no worries. I know who my provider is. They're not my provider. And, and so when we can get an agent to this place where they are confident in who they are and they won't allow anybody to rob their joy or rob their identity and they'll stay true to who they are, you'll see disease to please just disintegrate. Like it just, it just begins to go away. And I had this disease to please so bad in 2014 when I was close to burning out. I mean, I, I, I was going into the office at 3 a.m. to check a file because I was so afraid of, of, of messing up or, you know, forgetting something. And yeah. I made every one of my clients my provider and not really truly who my provider is. And it was a mess. It was a yeah. mess. Yeah, I think a lot, yeah. a lot of agents can relate to that for sure. And it's, it's, it feeds into that um, scarcity mindset and fear. When, when things are scarce, you're, you're afraid of where your next meal is coming from. Um, sometimes literally you you're, you get scared, yeah. scarcity, scared, you don't have enough. And what, what ends up happening is you start to, um, you don't think rationally in those, in those instances and you don't realize it. I mean, you, you, it's natural to think, Oh, I gotta, I have to do everything I can cause I can't lose this deal because I need this commission because if I don't get this commission. My family's not going to eat, but that's, as you're saying, that's really not the case that if that, if why spend all your time and energy on those folks that are going to suck you dry, pull all your emotions out of you. And when, when you could take that time and really go on and move to the next person that you get along with and you can work with and that appreciates who you are and the confidence that you bring. So that's, that's and pretty. It, and what they do, what a lot of agents do right there is they work according to their needs and instead of according to their plan or according to their vision. And if you work according to your vision, your needs will be met. And I get it. You need a paycheck, right? Like you said, like I, I, I got to get this paycheck so that I can put food on the table and I need this to happen. Mm-hmm. But then that need, then when you work according to your needs, you start working, you, you get all weird, right? Like you, you have a scarcity mindset and you, you do crazy things to try to put things together and, and it just gets you out of whack. Right. And, yeah. and if you can just take a step back from that and say, okay, I'm not going to work according to my needs anymore. I'm going to work according to my vision. Because I'm on fire about my vision. Look at you right now. You're on fire for your vision, right? And that's what's carrying you through all of this. You're not working according to your needs at all right now. You're working according to your vision. Yeah, I'm really not. Don't tell my wife, but I'm I'm really not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you can, and even uh, when I co-op with other agents, I can can identify now who is living in that scarcity mindset and who is like, because they're, they're, and I, and I, and it's good for me. I can look past that and I can, you know, get, show some empathy and compassion for where their headspace is at. Cause they're real nervous. They're scared that, you know, this deal might fall through. So, you know, trying to be not argumentative and, and, and giving them the benefit of the doubt and, you know, um, helping them through that process, at least through that deal, if you can't help them, you know, further than that, some people just aren't ready for help, but um, yeah, I, it's it's great that I can now identify that in other agents that I'm co-oping with. So it's uh, yes. it's, it's 
it's yes. great. It's not only good information for, for as an agent personally to move forward, but it also helps you in your interactions with everyone else on the planet, really. So, right, right. I want to talk about, because I know you had a show called I Love Madison Show, which uh, I believe did you, you sold that, right? I still haven't sold it. I'm, I'm still holding on for the, the highest bidder. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's really it, really because it's kind of dead right now with COVID. You, you, yeah. you, just, you just can't operate it, right? Right. And so it, it's just kind of sitting stagnant right now. So let's, but I, but I love that because that's one of the, when I first discovered your podcast or if you, when your podcast discovered me, as I like to say sometimes, um, you were, you were deep into the I Love Madison show and you were a, a media company that also sells real estate, which I think is, is really helped a lot of, of agents, um, kind of in their, in the way that they look at their business and, and how they operate. So kind of dig into that. Like what, what does that mean to be a media company that also sells real estate and, and how did you yeah. work that in with, with I Love Madison and all that? The cool thing was where we're at now versus where we were at when, when you started listening to the podcast is now we know what we, to, what we were doing wrong and the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Back then, what we were doing was being a media company that happens to sell real estate and we were documenting our city. So our main focus was not on myself, not on real estate, but documenting our city. I came up with a name called I Love Madison because it's a common thing that people will say if they love a city, right? I love my city. I love Madison. Mm-hmm. And what we started doing was we started with a podcast and we, we were interviewing agents or I'm sorry, interviewing business owners across the city and uh, influencers and, and uh, politicians. And I mean, you name it, we were interviewing all kinds of people and telling people's story. And uh, and then I wanted to bring people together because one of the best things about a podcast is you can, you can, you can uh, build a community, right? And you're seeing that you can build a community and you need to have a place where your community hangs out. And with Agent Rise, we have our Agent Rise group. With Agent Mind, you have your Agent Mind group, right? You have a place to hang out. But I thought, you know what? We could hang out together. Like we're all in the same city. So let's start I Love Madison meetups. And it was a total hit. We had 100 to 150 people attend every time. We would pack the place and uh, the bar. We just blessed the bar. I mean, it was just awesome. And uh, and then I I um, wanted to determine who had Madison's best cheeseburger and who had Madison's best cheese curds. And so I started the I Love Madison Food Tournament, which was another huge hit. I mean, all of this brought amazing attention to me. I, I was a local celebrity in, in, in some eyes. I would walk into a restaurant and every time somebody would say, are you the Isla Madison guy? Like I became the local celebrity, but, and I actually even got, I even got asked to be do celebrity type things in Madison, like be a celebrity cashier and be a celebrity guest. Like it was, nice. it was crazy. The attention that it brought me, but here's the thing. It didn't bring me hardly any real estate sales. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if you, if you searched in Madison for who has Madison's best cheeseburger, you would find my video, right? But guess what? I don't sell cheeseburgers, right? And somebody right. that's searching for a cheeseburger isn't searching for a real estate agent. And so it was a, it was a, it was an attention grab, no doubt about it, but it did not help grow my real estate business. Mm. And today where I see this media company that happens to sell a real estate where I see that movement going is all to YouTube and keywords such as moving to living in cost of living in those types of videos is what people that are moving to your city are searching for. And that is what's working. And so I, um, 
you know, I, I loved I Love Madison. I have a lot of fans of I Love Madison. If I were to, you know, COVID were to end and I were to launch another I Love Madison meetup, it would be packed. And uh, I mean, it really was really good for networking and for surrounding myself with other awesome people in Madison. And, mm-hmm. and we had a really good thing going with all of that. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it's not something that I'm going to recommend other agents do uh, because it just doesn't drive those sales. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I'm, I love what you said because you can see the, even you as a, as a accomplished real estate coach who, who guides hundreds of agents, you're still learning as well. So that is, yeah. And and it's, so that's huge. Like if I, I wouldn't be able to trust a coach that didn't continue to learn, try to continue to grow. So that's one of the, one of the greatest things, you know, that's what I look for in other people is certainly like, are you still on the, the path of growth? And you definitely are. And in, in your business definitely is as well. So, so take, I don't think that you've, you haven't like completely shunned the idea of being a media company that sells real estate, but you've just shifted to understanding that, like you said, you, you're not in the business of selling cheeseburgers, you know, or, you know, promoting politicians, you're in the business to sell real estate. So um, dig into that just a little bit more. Like what, what would you, you still are recommending people to get on YouTube and get on, you know, Facebook and, and yeah. all that. Yeah. So yeah. And I know you have a pretty good plan with, with, um, I don't want to spoil too much. So I want you to talk about like the ecosystems and things like that, that you, that you coach yeah. agents on. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the ecosystems because that's what it morphed into and what, it, what, a let me just give you the listeners an example of an ecosystem. It, it starts with a niche. Okay. So let's just use first time home buyers as a niche. And this is one that Paige Corbett came up with and, and we just, defined it a little bit more and added more to it. And Paige is a, an, an agent rise member. And what we, what we're doing is we're putting ads out there on marketplace for home um, um, uh, grants, uh, down payment assistant programs. And we're putting an, a, a spot out there on marketplace. The lead is then coming in and we um, have them fill out a survey. And then if the survey looks good, we'll then send them off to a lender to get pre-approved and see if we can get them a grant. In the meantime, we invite them into our Facebook group because again, we want to have a place for everybody to hang out and a place for them to get their their content. The, the content that we're putting inside the group also makes good YouTube videos. So now we've got, we've got Marketplace, we've got Facebook groups, we've got YouTube videos. And then if we've got their email address, which we can get when they join um, the group or we can get when they fill out the survey, we now have an email drip campaign that we can be using our YouTube videos, which answer the same questions that first time home buyers want. Okay. So that's an example, a real quick one of an ecosystem. We can build an ecosystem for military families. We can build an ecosystem for relocation. We can build an ecosystem for seniors and uh, probate and divorce. And there's all these different niches that we can have ecosystems on. And it's all, it's all being a media company that happens to sell real estate. And, and so that is an a, a example of the ecosystem. The other one that I just really, really like right now, and we're seeing, uh, we're seeing members break through. You're, you're seeing agents that you know in, in EXP uh, that are breaking through with this, where they are focusing on YouTube and they're moving to videos, living in, cost of living in, pros and cons of living in the weather li- living here, like all of these things that we know that people that are that are moving to that area are searching for. 
and putting the videos out to match that. So we rank for those videos versus ranking for who has Madison's best cheeseburger, right? right. And um, and that and then now those those videos are just producing leads because they see that video and they say, wow, that, that this answers all the questions that I have. And you're a real estate agent, and I like your personality. You seem pretty cool. Um, I want I want you to be my real estate agent. And next thing you know, they're messaging you saying, hey, we're moving to, to Madison. We want you to be our real estate agent. And so that is that is where it's at today. And we didn't know that. Karen Carr, I got to give her credit. Give credit where credit is due. Definitely. Karen Carr discovered this about three, four years ago. I remember I, was, I got the question on the Onion Juice podcast, which was my first show. Um, and on the Onion Juice podcast, I did a Q&A. We called it a juice bar. Shout out to Dustin Brome for the juice bar idea and the juice bar. I definitely want to dig into the onion juice after this. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. The juice bar. We had a question of how to break through on YouTube. And I said, I have no clue. I'm trying to do it and I just can't do it. And, and you know, I'm just going to be real here. And I, I don't know the answer. Well, Karen Carr was listening down in Savannah, Georgia. And she texted me right afterwards and said, oh my gosh, I know how to break through on YouTube. I'm doing it right now. Um, I'm like, okay, well, you're the next episode. And so it was the first time Karen would ever been on a podcast. And, and she, 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 it's funny because she'll say that, yeah, I went into my master bedroom closet because it was my most soundproof room in the whole house. <laughs> and here I'm in the corner on a Yeti microphone recording a pod, my first podcast with you. And nice. on that episode, she spilled the beans. She just said exactly, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And and that was, that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning of us trying to figure out how we're going to break through on YouTube and, and started seeing one agent after another follow Karen. Karen's got an awesome program, uh, YouTube for real estate agents. And she um, has a great book out there too. And, and mm-hmm. is, is helping one agent after another break through on YouTube. And so it's, that's, that's, the, that's the cool part. Um, that's what I see the, the media company uh, are agents that uh, want to be a media company that happens to sell real estate. That's where I see them going. Yeah. And, and it truly does work because um, I was having a conversation yesterday with an agent who does a lot of YouTube videos and he was actually coming out of a house and he has a car magnet for still, but if you like car magnets, it's great. But so he has a car magnet. There was a, a police officer in a car waiting by his car. And when, so the agent comes out of the house, he's like, Oh no, what, what I do? Did I park wrong? What, what's going on here? Well, the, the police officer recognized his car magnet and just wanted to say, Hey, I saw your videos online, you know, just so I wanted to meet you and see if it was the real, the real person. So it does work. Definitely. So let me ask you this though. Um, So I'm an agent and I'm thinking about getting on YouTube. I go, I I go to YouTube and there's four other agents in my market killing it on YouTube. So I come to you and I say, I can't do YouTube. There's already too many people doing it. What do you say to that? I say that your personality is different than theirs and the market needs you, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the best thing about YouTube is, is it's all about delivering the information that somebody wants. And then, then that person then likes that person's approach and that's the reason they pick them. And if you, if you ask, we all have different YouTubers that we love, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I've, got, I've got my different ones that I love for photography and I'll tell somebody else about them. And they're like, oh man, have you listened to this guy? He's way better. And I'll go listen to that guy. And he isn't way better. Like I, <laughs> it's because of personality, right? Yeah. It's just how the, the delivery of the content that we like, right? Definitely. So 
understand that the market needs you. If you're a new agent and you're, you've got that, that thought of there's four other agents out there, don't worry about it. The market needs you. Go do your thing. Don't worry yeah. about them. Focus on yourself. And there is that, that, um, that inherent human um, tendency to root for the underdog as well. So I think like just starting out when you, when you see somebody kind of starting to, to break through on YouTube, you're kind of, you know, I know I think like, wow, they're really, they're really doing it. And you can kind of see the videos getting better and better and better. And you really start to root for that person. So that's just yeah. a, an observation that I've had definitely, but yeah, the personality thing, not everybody gets along with everybody else in the world. Um, you know, sometimes personalities clash, we can get into personality types and all that stuff, but that, you know, at another time, but um, certainly that's a, that's, that's a big thing. The world, the world needs your, your videos. I like that, Neil. So I'm going to use that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I, I remember I, a good friend of mine, Joe Marks, he won't mind that I tell the story, but Joe, uh, I was talking to him into doing a YouTube channel. I'm like, Joe, this is where it's at. And you know, he's getting other, other advice from other people. And they're like, don't, don't, don't do YouTube. Like you don't have this uh, you don't have this, you know, I, I can understand why Neil would tell you to do a YouTube channel because he's got this outgoing personality and, and, but you don't have what Neil has and, and, you know, you're not getting any business from YouTube. And what I said is, is it, it went back to this thought that I had from Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett would, uh, people would tell Warren Buffett not to invest in something. And Warren in the back of his mind would say, I've got more information than you do. Cause I read four newspapers a day and I did this research and that research that you didn't do. So I told Joe, I said, you have, because of Karen Carr and because of everybody else that we surrounded ourselves with, you have more information than they, than they do. And here's the thing, Joe, you are, you're introverted. You're very detailed. You are very well-spoken. I said, you're a good looking guy. I mean, look at you, Joe, compared to, compared to me. I mean, you're going to, you're going to wow them, right? So you've got all these assets that, that, that you don't believe is going to be good because you're comparing yourself to me. And he has crushed it. He's, he's been doing nine videos now. The last time I talked to him, he was up to eight leads. I think he's, he's beyond that because it's been two, three weeks now. Um, and, and he is geeking out over the analytics because his introverted detail person loves that. He is focusing on the best videos to do because he researches. I hate researching. I'm horrible at it. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of skills that he has that's going to make him better at it than than I'm going to be at it. And I love that he's proven everybody wrong. <laughs> it's yeah. really cool. That's awesome. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and kind of turn the focus sure. back onto you. And you said something there about about your personality. And so I have a question here. How do you manage to say so positive all the time? I mean, you're just the most positive guy that I've ever met. And I, I want to think that you, you know, you, you sign off from a podcast and you throw the mic across the room and, and get frustrated, but I know that just doesn't happen. It's not in your nature. So how do, how do you do that? How do you wake up every day? Just ready to smile at the world. My, my life mission. And I say it at the end. Well, first of all, thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and my, my, my first thing that I, I, I say it at the end of every video is that be the reason somebody smiles today. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I can muster up enough energy to, to, to leave somebody with a positive thought or a positive energy that's going to motivate them to the next level. And I just, even if I'm having a bad day, I've got to muster it up and I've got to give, give them what they deserve. And that's the reason I want to be the reason they smile today. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, my, my daughter makes fun of me once she's, she's seen me do this where I'll get done recording a video and I got my big smile on and I'll, you know, and remember to be the reason somebody smiles today. And then I just go to a real flat face, <laughs> you know, like, I like, I, I, I'm, I'm like all out going on the video and then like the real meal kicks in and I'm just back to myself, you know, <laughs> Empty so, the tank. On. Um, the truth is, <laughs> yeah, right. The truth is, is that I'm not, I'm not always so positive, right? Like I struggle myself. I have to renew my mind daily, uh, sometimes multiple times throughout the day. I'm married to the most amazing woman and she lifts me up constantly. And there's times and yesterday I had a, I kind of had a meltdown and just some, just some different things going on that are, are bothering me. And, um, and, and just, you know, just getting frustrated about certain things. And, and she just reminded, you know, just help me renew my mind, help me get back to where I need to be. And, yeah. um, and so, so, you know, and it's definitely not a show, right? Like I, 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 am passionate about helping people get to where they want to go. And I'm passionate about influencing them in a positive light. I mean, truly I've been that way since I was a kid. Um, and, 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 but, but there is also the real side too, where it is like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not just always this way. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. I have my, I have my moments. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I I kind of wanted to thank you so much. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's true. And anybody that, that knows Neil knows that hundred percent positive, but I, I want, I, I knew that you're human. So you suffer frustration and, and, you know, challenges as well. There are agents out there that, that don't, um, they let that get in the way. So it, it, part of the limiting beliefs or whatnot is they're, they wake up and they're like, I just don't have the, the energy in me to go smile and be, you know, a best friend to um, buyers, taking them all around town. So I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because I want everybody to hear this. How do you, what does it do for you when you muster that up and, and give, like, what, what do you get in return from that? Oh, when you can see, and that's why I'm so passionate about being a coach. And if you can see somebody take that and run with it and, and break through in a way, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. And, and it's what, why I love coaching so much. I, I would get a little taste of that in real estate. You know, if you help somebody get to somewhere where they wanted to go and they didn't think otherwise that they could, and mm-hmm. you get a little taste of it, but in coaching, I get it daily, I, I hourly sometimes where, where, you know, I, I have a conversation yesterday. I had a conversation with somebody that was just, she was in the middle of her breakdown. I always say you're going to break down before you break through. I mean, there was tears. There was, uh, there, it was a very hard conversation and she was really struggling Uh, with where she was at. And by the end of the call, she took the deep breath and said, you're so right. And I have been looking at this so wrong. And then I wake up this morning with a text message with her just thanking me, her, how she changed her attitude yesterday, how she's a new person today, and how it just meant the world to her. I'm so blessed to be a part of that, right? Like, and, and I, and again, I get to do that every single day. Like yeah. it's a dream come true. It really is. Definitely. Yeah. And I can, I know that I can feel part of that when I help a, a buyer, if I help a, a, someone who wants to sell their house, that's, they're just not sure where to start. It's overwhelming. And 
oftentimes it, it having just just haven't feel like going out. It's raining outside and it's cold or whatever the case may be. But getting out there and just having that conversation with people and, and giving a little bit, I get so much more back when I when I see them their their relief of like oh, okay I can do this. It's not so overwhelming or or we find that house and that excitement that buyers get when they find the house. I don't care how many times you bought a house. When you find a house, you make an offer. It's still exciting. And that's, that's just fun. And I think I get a lot more back. Like it fills up my tank, fills my yes. bucket up more than, than I'm filling their bucket up. So that's yeah, it. it's, it's, it's awesome. It, it's a, it's a, it, it, once you have that a couple of times, you, you can start, you have that, that memory where you can then use that the next time you're not feeling like it, like getting up and going out and dealing with clients. Um, you, you can pull on that memory and it gets you, gets yeah. you out the door and then it, then it takes care of itself after that. So that's yes. pretty awesome. Yes. So, so tell, I want to dig into uh, onion juice. I know that right. I, I know you told the story a bunch of times of where the name onion juice come from and then why'd you end up changing it? Yeah. So onion juice was this idea in 2015. I had an agent that I was coaching uh, when I was at realty executives and he said, man, everything you just told me was amazing. But he said, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. And I would just love to be able to listen to this content over and over and over. And he said, do you have this recorded anywhere? And I said, no, I don't, but I, I easily could. And I had a background in radio. I was in radio for three years, you know, when I was a teenager in, in early, early twenties. And so I thought, you know, and podcasting wasn't cool yet. That was, it was kind of the nerdy <laughs> thing to do, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to record a podcast. And I'm like, but I want my podcast to be different. I, I feel like everybody is drinking the same juice. And I feel like, you know, we, you know, we would say they're drinking the Kool-Aid, right. And every yeah. agent's doing the same exact thing. And I don't like doing business that way. I like doing it differently. I like, I like being myself and I want to encourage people to, to be true to themselves and I want it to be different. But, and I, so I, I hung on to that, like, what's a different juice what's and I and I also had like this this thought of agents drinking the content I don't know why because you're not going to drink it but we call it ear guzzling right on the mm -hmm. onion juice and um and so we arrived with this weird name called onion juice because it was different and it was so sticky I mean agents couldn't forget the name once you, you were told to go listen to the onion juice and uh the show was just all about doing things different uh challenging the status quo being true to yourself and, um, and we call it the onion juice and we did over 200 episodes, I believe it was of the onion juice podcast. And uh, I wanted to start the, uh, a summit, a, a conference, right. Where agents would come together. And, uh, and, and when it was during that process, I'm like, I can't call this the onion juice summit. Like, <laughs> Hey honey, can I go to the onion juice conference this, this summer? You know, it's going to be, you know, <laughs> so much dollars and what? I'm going to go to this. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, it, this name isn't working. And, and I couldn't call my coaching program agent or, you know, uh, onion juice coaching. Um, so I had my coaching company called Neil Mathwig coaching. And it was just, it was just, when I met with brand specialists, they're like this, you're, you're just all over the place. And I'm like, I know I'm weird. Um, and so we came up with a name that fit it all. And, and it was really, really sad. I mean, all the original gangsters of OJ, mm -hmm. um, the OG OJ are, are we sad. We fought it. But we eventually had to change the name uh, from onion juice to agent rise. And uh, it was a good change. It was, it was, it was well needed. And now I got a, 
uh, a good brand, but, um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a sad day. Yeah. It, it's, it, I can remember, um, you know, for when I first got my license and I discovered you're one of the first podcasts that I discovered as, as a um, agent. Um, and it was so helpful just to, just to hear someone out there that was saying like, you can, you take your strengths and you figure out how it works best for you and do those things and keep it simple. And, you know, all that where I was listening to other coaching and be like, get on the phones, cold call five hours a day, or, you know, whatever the, the case may be, it's all drinking from a fire hose, but your, your delivery was let's figure out what your personality, you know, what's going to be best for your personality because you want to be successful. If you, you try to put somebody who is, um, you know, really good at data and, and analytics and, and, and presenting information like that. And you try to make them like this super outgoing front man of a real estate business. It's not going to work. They're going to fail. So I, I, I like that you recognize that from, it seemed like for me, you recognize that from the very beginning. And it, I know that that has just helped so many, so many agents come to that realization. Like, you know what? I don't have to do those things that I see the, the big mega agents doing to be successful. And I'm, I, and I shouldn't be competing against them. So that's, it, it's, it's pretty solid goal. I encourage everybody to go back and listen from the, from episode one of the onion juice. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. it still called onion juice or did you, is it? It's called agent, agent rise formerly known as okay. onion juice. Yep, yeah. Yep. Well, and, and to go with that too, you know, what we realize is that consistency is the most important thing, right? If, if, mm-hmm. if you stay consistent, no matter what you do in this business, you stay consistent, you will break through. So what helps you stay consistent? Well, doing something that you like, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you like what you're doing, you'll stay consistent. If you don't like what you're doing, like when I, when I was told to call physicals and expires, I hated every second of it. Yeah. No wonder I wasn't going to stay consistent with it. Like I'm going to look for every excuse under the sun to not have to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not good for my business. And so that's what we focus on is consistency. And you, you, you know, you got to like what you're doing in order to stay consistent and you got to have a clear plan. You can't stay consistent with the plan if you don't, if you don't have a plan. And so yeah. that's why it all goes together. So, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a moment, but you reminded me of something. I, I come from the restaurant business. So um, I, do you know, if you know what a monkfish is, if, you, if you've seen a picture of a monkfish, it's a very ugly fish. It looks like a sea monster. It's pretty gross looking delicious tasting but pretty gross i absolutely hated cleaning and filleting these fish i was never ever good at it and i would, you know my boss would get frustrated with me like oh you who clean this? this is horrible it looks like look like heck so but that goes along with that it's like it's something that i just i hated doing it didn't like doing it i didn't like touching the things you know, in their, in, in their, when you first catch them for them, when they're all whole. Um, so yeah, so I was never going to be good at doing that because I just couldn't get my head around liking that job. So it's, it goes along with that. It's like, you just can't, you know, if you, if you don't like calling Fizbo's and you're fighting yourself to do it every day and you can't get past that, that fight, how can you excel to the next level on it? And that's why you see there are agents that are great at it because they love doing it. Right. And other right. agents are like, how, how do you do that? I just can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. Well, it might not be your thing. So yeah. it's, it's good that you, you can, and then you, what's great about you is you'll show somebody, well, Fizbo's isn't your thing. Well, let's try, you know, we've thought about doing it this way. Like, let's talk about what your strengths are and let's make a plan according to how you operate. So. Yeah, I love it. 
And then awesome. let's amplify it, right? Simplify yeah. and amplify. Absolutely. So yeah. let's talk about more about you. So you, um, you're, you're, a, I call you the rambling family man. Instead of just a rambling man, you're a rambling family man. <laughs> so Neil, for those of you who don't know, Neil has sold all of his worldly possessions and bought an RV and took the family on the road and is traveling the United States, just yeah. talking to agents and having conversations with agents. So, so give me, give me a brief, I know you were thinking about that for a while and there's a lot of planning that went into it. Um, what, what drove you to that and, and how's it going? So, cause it's been, yeah. it's been what, a few, few months now, four months? A few months now. Yep. 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 October we took off. Okay. You know, it, it really, it, it, the fi- the dream had been there for five years. The final push to make it happen was this calling on my heart to get out and to document and hang out and be with other agents. And I was in March of 2020. Um, uh, It was actually January, but we went on the road trip in March that I was asked to go speak uh, at a conference in Louisville, Kentucky. And I came home and told my wife that I want to go to this, but man, wouldn't it be great if we had an RV so that we could all go because um, you know, if, if we all go, we're going to spend all the money that, that I'm going to make from the, you know, from, from going there, we're going to spend it all on travel and, I, and it's not, and we're just going to Louisville, right? Like nothing against Louisville, but, but like we should, you know, it's not, not like there's that, you know, destination capital of the world or anything like that. Right. So I said, I'm going to get uh, emails from everyone from Louisville now. Right. I know. <laughs> and I love Louisville. I love my people in Louisville. No, no doubt about it. Um, but but I was like, you know, what are we going to do? And it was also, it was also winter too. So it's not going to be that nice. Right. And so she said, well, why do we have to have an RV? Why don't we just go with what we have? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Why don't we, why don't we just road trip it? So we got a Honda minivan, let's road trip it. And then she said, you know, I think that we should go more than just Louisville. Like, uh, let's go find, um, like you've got connections in Florida. Let's go see if you can, if you can do some talks in Florida while we're on the road. And why don't we just make it kind of a, you know, a 10 or 15 day road trip. And I said, well, we can't do that during the spring market as a real estate agent. You're crazy. And she said, well, isn't it, isn't this going to help you grow agent rise? Like, isn't this where you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is. So we prayed about it the next morning. We both woke up. We felt good about it. I put it out there that I was going to go on a road trip. Anybody want to book me in Florida? I ended up getting three different speaking gigs in Florida. When I was in Louisville, uh, um, a, a broker came up to me after I spoke and said, I heard you speak last year. I heard you speak this year. We love everything you have to say. And we want to bring you into our company. Like we want you coaching at our company. And he's got a, a awesome firm in, in Richmond, Virginia, or in, um, uh, I'm sorry, Virginia beach, Virginia. And um, just, just fantastic people like dream come true. And, um, and so I said, well, after I get down to Florida, I, I come up to, to Virginia beach. And so we went on this road trip and at the end of this road trip, we we're driving back from Virginia beach and my wife and I looked at each other. She said, let's do it. Let's sell everything and let's get on the road. This was the nice. confirmation that we were looking for that we are needed and that, that this is a true calling on our hearts and we have to go after it. And so yeah. Uh, yeah. then COVID hit and it, and it kind of derailed everything, but then we got it all right back on track. And that final push to get on the road and make this happen was the hardest push I've ever gone through in my life. Um, we fought adversity so much. I mean, there's at least, at least 10 times where we said, look, that's it. Let's turn around and go back. This isn't going to work. Yeah. And, uh, and here we are, we we're, we, we made it through. It's been the best thing ever. We all feel the happiest we've ever felt in our life. And we still have challenges. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, but it mm-hmm. is still, um, we're, we're, we're living, we're living the dream. Nice. And it's exciting. And 
and I get to hang out with agent after agent after agent. Just had had uh, somebody over last night, so uh, or two nights ago. So I mean, it's just it's exciting um, to 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 see it all come together. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited watching you for sure. I'm a little jealous. Oh, I got to say, but, <laughs> yeah, I but what a, what a great metaphor for like a career. So you know, it was a little bit you face a lot of challenges, a lot of adversity at first, and you push through it. And now it's, you know, you're, you've kind of hit your stride and you're, you're loving it and the family's loving it. So yeah, that's awesome. What a great, what a great kind of parallel to, you know, an agent's career, the life cycle of an agent. Right. (laughs) So awesome. So one more thing before we, I know we're kind of running out of time here, but um, being, not everybody wants to be an agent forever. So what, what kind of advice do you give folks that are, um, I know the, the agents you work with mostly are, aren't really thinking about what are they going to do after they're not going to be an agent anymore. But I think it's worth a conversation worth having um, because you can't run around at 69 years old, 70 years old, you know, get meeting buyers, opening lockboxes because who knows the technology then is going to be pretty crazy, I'm sure. And I'm, <laughs> I'm positive my 80 year old mind is, is not going to be as quick <laughs> to figure yeah. out all that technology. Just one of the things. So like, yes. what do you, what do you say? Um, not necessarily advice, but do you have any kind of like wisdom? Cause I know you have, you have kind of set your life up and designed it to be, to do what you want to do. And you've, you've gone f- full in on coaching and this dream of RVing full time. So that, I mean, that's a lot of agents want to get there. And by there, I mean, to that point where they, their, their dreams are coming true and all that stuff. So what, how, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, it used to be, where you're an agent and the only other place you could go would to become a broker owner. And that is so different today. And if we look at, if we look at Robert Kiyosaki's four quadrants and the, mm-hmm. the cash flow quadrant, and we look at employee uh, self-employed, a lot of us have been employees most of our life. We get the freedom of coming into real estate and now we're self-employed, but really all we've done is given ourselves a job. Right. We're, we're just our own. Our, our, our clients are our boss. And right. We're just it's just changed a little bit, but not much. We're still on the left side of the quadrant. If we get to the right side of the quadrant where we become business owners and we become investors, this is where we have systems that are working for us. And the cool thing about real estate, where it's at today and what I'm so excited about and what's gotten me freedom is there are so many different things in addition to becoming a real estate agent and becoming a broker owner that have given agents freedom, such as building a business around coaching, like I've done, building a business around transaction management, building a business around marketing for other agents and and social media and whatever else there is out there. Um, And, you know, building like what we're doing with our building our EXP team. And we have agents that are joining us and getting coaching through Agent Rise and through uh, Agent Mind. And they're all, they're a part of, of us as partners. And there's revenue share in there, right? And and then we also was we get some stock from from EXP, so there's an additional source of income. This is taking us to a place where businesses systems that we have are generating revenue for us and are going to pay us dividends for years to come. And uh, you know, I feel bad for agents that that are stuck in just being self-employed and they're not building any, they're not building a business. They're just, if they stop selling real estate, their income stops. 
or maybe it will continue for one or two years before it fizzles away. I've never seen one agent sell a business and that business continue to grow. It just doesn't happen. And so we're, we're, we're wrong in our thinking. If we think that we're going to just have some young kid come along and take over our business when we get old and they're just going to run with it, and we're going to get residuals every day. That isn't happening. And so we've got to get to the right side of the quadrant. We've got to get in that business. And then, and then through EXP, it's also made us investors now, right? We have stock. So we're, we're, we're both, we're on the right side of the quadrant with both business and investing. And if you don't know what the quadrant is, just Google cash flow quadrant or Robert Kiyosaki quadrant and understand that because it's a game changer. Yeah. I think I'm going to probably have to pay Robert Kiyosaki royalties because I've, I've talked about that <laughs> cash flow quadrant quite a bit on this podcast. So, but, but it's true. Right. Yeah. But I love it. I, it's, it's, it's definitely a game changer. Yeah. It changed my life after finding those books for sure. And I know that rich dad, poor dad's kind of a yeah. cliche, but it's, I mean, it's cliches are cliches because they're true and they work. So that's how they, that's why everybody says that's them. And that's why everybody reads that book because it's, it's definitely a, a, your, your basic entry level, you know, start to shift your mind into that. And it's, it's really about, be on the, the, the one side of the quadrant, you're either an employee or you're self-employed and employed is still in there. Employee word employee is still in that side. And so instead of owning your job as a self-employed, like you're an employee and then you, then you own your job, but you still have the job or you could own the systems and own investments. So like let that stew for a little while for the listeners out there. There's a big difference between owning your job and owning the systems owning the systems you can pass that system on and that system is going to keep keep paying you after a while so um, we could talk forever but we could have a whole podcast series on on the you know different strategies to do that but that's not what we're all about here so but it's definitely right. you know the way to just shifting that mindset into um you know what what am i going to do after real estate and i think setting up goals start with the end in mind all that that you know personal growth just a little plug for stephen covey um but yeah, all that stuff is really good. And that's that's kind of the purpose of what I'm doing here with the agent mind is just giving people, giving agents really a, a, a different way of thinking or just, you know, setting it, suggesting a different way of thinking rather than the grind, the grind, the grind, the grind, then what? So, so thanks so much. Thanks so much for being on. Let me, I have one more question before we talk about where people can find you. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. <laughs> it's very open-ended. You're asking a podcaster that, right? No, <laughs> no man, this was, this was fantastic. And and uh, again, I'm so proud of you, man. I just love to see you doing this. And I can't wait to see where this goes. You, you got a bright future, Me either, my yeah. friend. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So, that, so here it is. Tell everybody where we can find you and online. And, and uh, if somebody wants to um, have a conversation with you, where do we go? Yeah. Agentrisecoaching.com is my website and that'll, that'll take you wherever you want to go. Um, Agentrisecoaching.com also has a, a place where you can schedule a call with me. I do offer discovery calls so uh, you can go there and schedule a call and then Agent Rise everywhere else. Agent Rise on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm even out there on TikTok nowadays. Um, <laughs> That's right. and, um, and the podcast is on every platform. So you can find me many places. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Neil. It's been so much fun talking to you. Um, I appreciate it. And I can't wait to see where, where you go with your RVing and, and your 
this kind of chapter in your life. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing it all happen. So thanks so much. Likewise, my friend. And let's, let's end it like we do everyone. And remember to be the reason somebody smiles today, right? Nice. nice. <laughs>